am back. Two weeks in a row. Be proud of me if you feel like it. <laughs> there may be some background noise in this one because my fan is on and I don't feel like turning it off. <laughs> I'm such a high quality, like, professionalism podcast is like off the fucking charts, but whatever. Um, so I wanted to do an episode talking about like dental anxiety because I um, was finally able to get to the dentist yesterday for the first time in a million years. I honestly don't even know when the last time I went to the dentist was, um, which is how it is uh, sometimes when you have a lot of child sexual abuse that makes the dentist and wildly triggering. Um, I did an episode talking about this back in like October and then like never mentioned it ever again because I uh, kind of, I like wasn't ready to go. And um, so I kind of wanted to talk about that like as a follow-up of when I actually went and kind of describe what happened and why I was able to go and how the actual appointment was like, I don't know if this is just like me being very autistic, but um, sometimes for things like the dentist or doctor's visits, even if the like anxiety of it is like much more normal, like it is for that now for me, um, one of the things that bothers me the most is how, is that I don't know what's going to happen. And so even if the office that you go to isn't exactly the same, I figure that it might be helpful to just kind of go through the experience of how the actual appointment went. Um, so yeah, so, um, and then I also wanted to talk about how I found the office that I did, um, because it's a very, like, kind, like, empathetic, somewhat trauma-informed office, and so I wanted to help out with that, because I know that's, like, the scariest shit ever to figure that stuff out. Um, so yeah, I, uh, so to start off, just to go through, like, the actual appointment, because that won't take very long, um, I just, so I went on their website, and they had, they have a whole bunch of information about how when you're a new person, you come in, you get a bunch of x-rays done, then they do, like, a cleaning, and then you leave, right? Okay, yes. And instead, it would take an hour and a half. I took the entire day off of work, because I just didn't want to be nervous about it, and also didn't want to feel like I had to, like, get back at a certain time in case it took longer than expected or whatever. Um, and so uh, the first thing I had to do was the x-rays, and they had to do, like, a million of them um, since I was a brand-new patient. Um, the x-rays were a lot better than the last time I went to any sort of dentist. Um, the time that I went in the past, they like shoved something in your mouth basically to do like the x-rays, which was similar to how they did it this time, but it was a lot bigger and it like triggered my gag reflex a lot. I have like a strong gag reflex. And, um, so that sucked. Um, and it was hard to do it and not be like, and I was basically like gagging the last time I did it, which was awful. Um, and like super duper triggering, um, as well. Back then when I went, I didn't 
know or fully understand that what about that was so upsetting to me, but it was. And this time the like things that they put in your mouth to like take the x-rays and what have you was a lot smaller. Um, so it was a lot easier to just kind of like, they just kind of moved it around a different part of your mouth, um, which was a lot easier to do and like handle, which was really great. Um, it took a while because, um, it was my first time there. So they had, they do like extensive pictures of everywhere in the world, um, in your mouth (laughs) anyway. And then, um, they also did like a 3d like x-ray scan, whatever, um, as well for me, um, just to make sure that they didn't like miss anything. And since I, and, um, I said right away when I got there with the dental hygienist lady that was treating me that I just told her right away, I haven't been to the dentist in a really long time. I have a lot of fear over it. Um, so I know that my teeth are messed up, but I don't know like what's wrong with them or anything like that because, but I told her like, she asked, cause she asked right away, like, are any of your teeth bothering you? And I was like, no, they're not. There isn't like one tooth that's necessarily like hurting in that way that would bother me. Um, it's the way that my teeth have bothered me before this was that I, um, I like tend to grind my teeth, um, which is a very common thing when you have complex PTSD. It's a very common like symptom to do that from when you have like anxiety. Like, um, I always notice that my jaw is sore (laughs) sometimes after I go to therapy um, or when, or if I like experience something that's like really triggering, then I, then I notice that and like try to take deep breaths to calm myself down. Um, so like sometimes different parts of like, it's almost like different parts of my mouth would be painful, but I could on and off like randomly during the day sometimes, but I could tell that it was like more from grinding my teeth. Um, because I've worn like a cheap, the cheap night guards for like 10 years now that I, that you get at like Walgreens instead of like the ones from the dentist. Um, uh, and so I know what that, what that kind of feels like. And even though it's only been like a day, um, that didn't really happen at all today. And I woke and it didn't happen when I woke up in the morning either. Um, so that's a really good sign, but anyway, so we did that and then, they, so this was the part that I feel like I wanted to explain just in case it would happen to somebody else, because I feel like, I feel like anyone who listens to this episode, even if you don't have the same, um, child sexual abuse stuff as me, you may have like similar trauma triggers and that forced you to, you know, not go to, um, the dentist for a really long time. And so Um, essentially what happened was they said that like, because I hadn't been there in so long that there was a bunch of like plaque and whatever else like on my teeth that had built up over time and that they needed to get that off first before they could do like a cleaning. And, um, and so they did that, that the procedure is called a full mouth debridement. 
which is good to know for me. I liked knowing that because that's one of the things they listed on their website. Like I, I kept seeing that listed on like every dentist website and I had no idea what it was. <laughs> that's what it was. Um, and so they did that. And when they did that, it was, um, they can't do a cleaning the same day that they do that on your teeth. So you have to do like that debridement thing first and then you do, and then you come back. And so I have an appointment in two weeks. Um, well, technically 13 days now, uh, to go back and do it and do the cleaning. Um, but yeah, basically the debridement thing is the dental hygienist did it and she just kind of had to go in and, and get all that stuff out. Um, I, uh, all of like the plaque and whatever else, she gave me like a little suction thing that I used, um, that I would use it whenever she would do a certain area of my mouth and it helped me. And I just like kept my, I don't know if, th if this helps, but I just like kept my eyes closed the whole time, the whole time that the procedure was going on. I just kept my eyes closed. I just did. I used like the suction thing when she told me to, um, and it made and yeah, uh, that's an autistic thing, but I feel like that could work for anybody. Like, like, um, my eyes are closed right now when I'm talking because if you're not autistic, you may not know this. And even if you are, you may not realize this, but, um, for us, like the, our brains, the way that our brains work and because we get, because we notice a lot of like stimulations more than people who are not autistic. Um, we get like the, like the whole reason why autistic people don't look people in the eye when they're talking to them and stuff is because we, um, is because we can't focus on like looking at you and noticing the things like about you and your face and your body language and all that kind of stuff that we just notice naturally. Um, and also concentrate on like remembering what we're trying to say and actually talk to you. And so we don't, so we like, don't look at people in the eye when we're doing that so that we can, rem so we can focus on what we're saying and get what we're trying to say out loud. And so, um, because of that, a lot of times when we're like overstimulated or by anything or like overwhelmed, we would like close our eyes. Um, and I've, ever since I found that out, that makes so much more sense because like, remember back when I was like at, in my treatment program and was super depressed some of the, there was a girl there that was mean and would like make fun of me for having my eyes closed a lot when I would be in like, when we would be in like our group room, like waiting for whatever to start. But that was basically what I was doing was that I was like overwhelmed um, by everything then. And so if I was, I would just like close my eyes and it would help me like relax. Um, like, that's why I have my eyes closed when I'm doing, I usually have my eyes closed when I'm recording these podcasts. I just kind of open them to make sure that it's still recording me and then close them again. So that's the way that I can concentrate. And so I knew that the going through the procedure would be, um, would be stressful because even, even it was like a normal sort of stress, you know, like no, no like triggers for trauma stuff, but I just knew that it would be uncomfortable doing it and a little bit painful, which it was on and off. And so, um, but nothing like terrible or anything like that, just enough to like bother me a little bit. But I, I hate being in pain so much, even though I have a really high pain tolerance that I like didn't even want to feel 
anything bad like that at all. Um, so, but like, I knew that it would just be easier for me to close my eyes, um, to, to get through the process. And so that's what I did. Um, and honestly, when I go there for my cleaning in two weeks, I'll probably close my eyes during that one too. Um, and so, yeah. And then after that, it was just the debridement procedure was, I wasn't like free. I had to pay like a certain percentage of it. And so I just put it on the credit card that I've had for a couple months that had a bunch that has like a bunch of room in it to pay for me to use, which is, I'm glad that I got that credit card. That's exactly why I got it. It only has $600 on it, but I got it. And it not only did it made my credit score higher, which that was nice, but it also, I wanted to get it for things like this so that if there, if I had to pay like a $79 bill that I wasn't expecting, I didn't have to take it out of my actual account. Um, but yeah, that was it. That's, um, and oh, after the appointment was over, I told the, I did tell the, um, dental hygienist lady after the appointment was done, how much I appreciated her being like very kind and like patient and all that towards me through the entire visit. Like, um, she, and being like understanding when I said that I had a lot of anxiety, she even, she said that she took a class about it or something and that. She said that women on average are more afraid of the dentist than going to an OBGYN, which I feel like that could be connected to sexual trauma, even though OBGYN isn't great when you have that either. But, um, I feel like there, there might be a connection there with that. But at the end of the appointment, I told her that the reason why I haven't gone in so long is because, is from sexual trauma. And she like got all teary eyed and said that it made her want to cry because I told her that she did a really good job and, and like, and made the experience a lot better. And, um, she was like, after you see the doctor and, or the dentist to do like the cleaning, the rest when otherwise you'll like just work with me, um, and all that kind of stuff that, w- which was really good. Um, so yeah, that was the appointment. I do. I do feel like some shame because I'm really hard on myself about the fact that I had to do like the debridement procedure thing first and then do the cleaning next. Um, but I'm also trying to remind myself that it's like, like that's what happens when you can't go. And it's one of those things, um, that I'm trying to remind myself about is that like, the reasons why the dentist was so hard for me was not really anything that was necessarily my fault. It was mostly pre- predominantly from the sexual abuse. And that was definitely not my fault. And other than that, even beyond that, it, the years that I wasn't really aware and I would just dissociate into La La Land a lot of the time, I didn't have money either. But like, I, on, but most of the time it was purely like the sexual trauma that the, where, what you do when you're at the dentist is, ex, is outrageously triggering for me. And, and like going through the appointment, I never would have, I never would have been able to do that without like having some sort of panic attack or something. And unless I spent until my therapist and I recently spent over like a little over two months processing through like the most triggering memories that I have of that, like those, 
memories didn't even come up when I was at this appointment and they, and like, they absolutely would have if I hadn't done that first. And I had to like work for many years and get to the point where I could process through that memory and take the time to do it. Like it took five years of fucking work to get there. Um, and so it was kind of weirdly reassuring to like realize that, and especially to realize that so because I would think about like, you know, I could have tried to go in the past when I would have like teeth pain and I would just like not go or whatever. Even if I didn't have any money, I could have at least tried or something or whatever, just being like hard on myself. But after doing this appointment and realizing that I would have had to do the procedure that I had done today and then come back again, um, I never would have come back again. <laughs> like me in the, in like the, before like the last couple months, I would have gone to get this procedure done and then never come back to do the cleaning because going two times close together would be too much, would have been way too much for me. Um, I just know that I just would have not come and would have been satisfied with the procedure that they did do. And that would have been the end of it. So that like makes me feel a little bit better to know that I would have had to go two times and there's it, I never would have, I never would have been able to handle that in the past. I could bear, I couldn't even really do once. Um, so that is reassuring. And so I feel like a lot of people who listen to this episode likely would need to get the procedure that I got done, done. Um, so don't be surprised if that happens. If you do end up at any point in the future going when you haven't gone in a really long time. Um, and then the other, what was the other thing I was just about to say? Um, oh, one thing, (laughs) one thing that was funny just because this is me is that, um, uh, this is about spirituality stuff. I think it's so funny like my almost relationship with spirituality things um, because I feel like it's a very unique thing that I do. Um, like my, the way that I use it may be a little bit different from other people, but it's just how I use it is that um, the last time I went and saw the, there's a medium that I go and have a reading with at least like once a year for the last couple of years. At the last time I went and saw her was in December. And one of the things they said during that meeting or yeah, during that meeting was that I would find a dentist office that would work for me and then I would go. And that there wasn't anything like super seriously wrong because I was like scared that I would need like dentures or they would pull out a whole bunch of teeth. I'm still kind of scared of that. But still, um, they said that I wouldn't need that, that they would do a like a deep clean kind of thing. And um the medium that I, that was said, even it would, that it would be, she's like, yeah, they, they do that. They do, it's two appointments and then you're, and then, you know, it's taken care of. Um, and so, um, when I was at my appointment, I just kept thinking about that. And then when they said I had to do the procedure and then come back in two weeks to do the cleaning, I was like, all right, that is literally exactly what my medium friend Sam said would happen, that I would do two sessions like that. And so that was also reassuring. Um, I don't know if anyone else cares about spirituality, stuff like that, but that's purely what a lot of times what I use spirituality things for. Um, When I know I'm doing something that's 
or I'm trying to do something that's really stressful, I kind of do that stuff to like keep in the back of my mind to help me relax when I'm doing something that is challenging for me. Um, so you may not need to do like a tarot reading or mediumship reading in order to do that, but that's just what I do so that I can, so my brain can go somewhere when it's, um, scared when I'm doing something that's not my norm. Um, okay. So that was that experience. So I wanted to talk about, so the last, uh, episode that I did about this in October, I basically said in there, like, I can't, I can't go to the dentist, but I know that I need to. I, and I was trying to find one that would like knock me out. I never actually found one that does that. I know there are ones that do it, but it's very hard to find somebody that does. Um, I asked like five or six different dentist offices in my local area, um, that had like sedation dentistry on their website, but none of them would like would offer to like just knock you out completely for the entire appointment. So that didn't happen. Um, but this like kind of weirdly worked out anyway. <laughs> um, but basically what happened. So my whole process with trying to go back to the dentist was I always knew I needed to. And like last October, I just like was talking to my therapist and just started crying, talking about how I know I need to go to the dentist, but I'm so scared to go, but I know that I need to. And I'm always really scared that like something is going to happen. Like something's going to happen to one of my teeth. That's going to be really painful. And, and that that would force me to go when I'm in a lot of pain, which is not like a nice time to, be experiencing something that you're already afraid of when you're in a lot of pain. And I hate being in pain so much. Um, like it's so weird. Like usually people are afraid of dying and stuff. I am not afraid of dying. I am afraid that it will be painful in the lead up to me dying <laughs> that like, I don't want to be in a lot of pain. I was in a lot of pain when I was, uh, when all of the child sexual abuse stuff happened for a long time. After that, I like, I don't want to be in pain again. I really, really don't like it. Even though strangely at the same time, I have a very high pain tolerance. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> don't ask me to explain it, explain that. It just exists that way. But anyway, so um, after talking to my therapist, one thing is that I, I want to mention is that if you're, if you have a trauma therapist and you've been seeing them for some time or you just feel like you can trust them, um, I recommend talking to them about things like this because one thing I've realized over the years of seeing really good trauma therapists is that trauma therapists are ones that want to help you with every aspect of your life, including things that may, you may not think they would be able to help you with because they kind of understand that especially when it's um, child sexual abuse stuff that they're kind of helping you with every facet of your life because that affects like every area of your life in some one, one way or another, a lot of the time. Um, so I, when I like started crying during therapy one day and telling and telling my therapist how I really want to go to the dentist, but I'm t absolutely terrified, but I also am scared that something will happen that will force me to go and, um, historically in my life, because especially because 
My parents were both afraid of the dentist. Neither one of them ever took me to the doctor very often ever. So the idea of like, that's like a common thing that happens when you have abuse happening at home. And because of that, like I've never gone to like anything involving like my health in any way, unless like something is wrong and I'm like forced to go because it's like impacting my life enough where I feel like I have to go. Like, like in 2020, I had a like tumor on my back that was bleeding every day for like over a month before I called a doctor's office to make an appointment to see what was wrong with it. <laughs> like granted, like that was a little bit more extreme because I was also, um, furloughed by my job at the time. So I didn't have health insurance for that, those couple months, but still that was like not an uncommon response for me. I tend like even a couple weeks ago, I had like a skin abscess thing and I was, and it was like bothering me where it was painful for like three days before it like started bleeding, which is actually a good sign. It means that that's, that's when it's like draining and healing just in case that ever happens to you either. But, um, but like when that happened, that was when I finally went to like a urgent care to get checked out. And they were like, weren't you in pain the last couple of days? And I was like, yeah, but it wasn't like that bad. And they were just like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, like I said, I have a really high pain tolerance, but like, that's a good example of me putting it off longer than I usually, than I probably should before actually going to see a doctor, because that's the only time I've ever gone to see a doctor my most of my life of any kind was when there was something wrong. Um, it feels abnormal and it's very abnormal for me to um, go see somebody, not because there's something pressing happening right now, but purely to like just get things checked out so that things can, so that they can take care of things before it would ever get to that point. It's like, like, you know, People talk about like self-care and a lot of like the like woo-woo mindfulness coaches, they've kind of turned self-care into this whole like, oh, go take a bath or like go to like a spa or like, you know, more like fantastical things, like purely honestly for people that have a lot of like abuse and trauma, especially sexual trauma in their childhood, especially for me, like self-care is purely like lit quite literally just taking care of myself in that way. Like, like I don't have a primary care doctor. I've never really had one since I like moved out, um, like in my early twenties. And so like just the idea of having a primary care doctor or like the fact that I've had like a skin condition, I don't know if it's like eczema or psoriasis or whatever. It's one of those um, since I was a kid, I have no idea what it is. I could like, I, and I've never gone to a dermatologist to get that, to just have them diagnose me with whatever it is. Um, and like things like that, like I've just like, just like the simplest stuff, um, stuff like that, like it's just stuff that I have never done before because I honestly before did not did not think that I was going to live. And also if I did live, I did not care what happened to me. I just like, didn't care about myself. I hated myself. So I didn't care if I was like uncomfortable or unhappy or anything like that. I just like, I just couldn't care. But now I, I want to live and I am trying to take care of myself better. Um, so now I actually want to put in like this effort of trying. So 
that was kind of where I started with this whole like thing of trying to think about going to the dentist for a long time. Um, I, my therapist, um, knew about a office that locally, the one that I ended up not going to, but she knew about the office. Cause when, before she opened her own practice, um, that office like came in for training and, um, to be like more trauma ish informed about why people are afraid of the dentist. And, um, and so I called that place. They didn't offer like full sedation or anything. Um, I'll explain why I, I picked the place that I did in a couple minutes, but, um, but I like kept them in mind in the back of my head just in case. But the thing that was helpful about that was that looking at their website, I saw that they listed it as like sedation dentistry. That was like the term, um, that they used to talk about like the different sedation things they offered, like they could have you take like, you know, a pill and that would help you like feel more relaxed to like laughing gas to like an IV of something. And I think that the IV of like something to help you calm down was like the highest level that they would give you unless it was like a surgery where they needed you to be like knocked out. Um, and, but like that, told me like what to, uh, that gave me like a term that I could search for on Google because that was like something that had me stuck for a bit too after I talked to my therapist was like, I don't even know like how to, like how do you find some, a dentist that would be, that would be more trauma informed, that wouldn't be, that wouldn't make a horrible experience or make you feel judged or anything like that. Because like, I know, I know myself and I know that like the reason why I just told my dental hygienist that all up front about how scared I am. And then at the end about it being because of sexual abuse is that like, I want them to know so that they understand where I'm coming from. And, and it's also a thing of like, I want to go back to this office. I want to be able to keep going to visits because I want to be able to like fix this stuff so that I feel better about myself and things like that. And I know that if the visit is horrible, if they say comments that make me feel like they're judging me, for not going for a long time or anything like that. I'm not going to come back and it's going to take me a long ass time to get like the wherewithal to like try out a different office after the first one didn't work out. And I don't want it to take longer because it already has taken a super long time for me to get this far. So if I just tell them this stuff up front, they're way more likely to not to like be more considerate. And the dental hygienist was like through the whole appointment, she like explained everything that she was doing as she was doing it. Even during like the actual procedure, she was like, I'm going to do this. Now I'm going to do that. Now I'm going to do this. And she gave me like the little like suction thing for me to like hold on to something and then, and for me to use it during like the procedure that helped that she thought would help it be easier on me. And it was um, like, she was very responsive to what I said. So like, that's like a good clue or clue or like advice, I guess it should just be upfront about that shit. Just tell like straight up, you have to be super blunt and say, like, if you say something judgmental about the, my teeth or anything like that, I'm never, I'm never going to come back and I want to stay here. So please just like, please don't, this is really, really hard for me. The, the like, if they don't respond nicely to that, then, then you can just get up and leave, honestly, because like, that's, like it 
most people are nice and they would, and when, especially when somebody is being so clear about like what their needs are as like their, as like your patient, um, they'll listen. And if they don't, if they don't respond well to that, then that's like your indication that maybe that place isn't the right place for you either. So that's always a help too. But anyway, to go back to my story, um, seeing sedation dentistry on their website gave me like a term to Google to try to see if there are other places near me that would knock me out for the whole appointment. And I called, like I told, I said before, like five or six of them and there wasn't any that I could find that all of them that had sedation stuff on their website, when I called, they wouldn't knock you out. And I was like, okay, um, this is really frustrating. And then in October, this was all in like October last year, um, towards like the end of the month, I found the place that I ended up going to. And the reason why I picked this office and I feel like this was a good decision, um, for me to pick because that dental hygienist said that she like took a course about how to help people with dental anxiety. Um, so that's a really good sign, but, um, because they offer a, like a sedation consultation. So when I like look that stuff up, this office that I went to, that is actually only five minutes away from my house. So that's a plus two. Um, they're the only one that offered this. Every other dental like office had other options, but they like didn't have like a specific consultation where you could come in and talk to the dentist one-on-one about that stuff before you even made an appointment. And so I really liked that, that whole idea. And so I came in in like October and did one and the, and the dentist was honest with me and was like, yeah, you probably can't like you, you should go to a place where they would knock you out. And he said that he would give me Nate, try to find names of people in the area that did it, but never got back to me. And I was too anxious to like call back and ask, but it ended up being okay because I ended up not needing it in the end. Um, but like that dentist made absolutely no money from that appointment. I took up like a half hour of his day, um, talking to me and he made no money and like, yeah, there, it is more likely that people will come back as a client of yours and you'll make money from them if you treat them nicely like a human being during an appointment like that, which is what happened with me. Um, clearly, I came back, but the fact that they offered something like that where him and one of his like dental hygienists sat down and just talked to me and they were very nice and calm and empathetic and all that kind of stuff, it like made me like have it have them as it just gave me a huge indication that like if the dentist is willing to talk to you about this stuff for free where they don't get any money from it, then that like gives me a big indication that their office puts a priority on being more like trauma informed or like empathetic towards people who have a lot of anxiety when it comes to going to the dentist. And that is the kind of office that I want to work at or want to work at that I want to um, go in and, and have as my dentist. Um, and that definitely panned out because my, you know, my dental hygienist said that she took a course on it. And so I feel like this office prioritizes that, um, which is really smart. It's honestly a really smart idea. And not only that, but the office that I went to has this like subscription kind of thing. 
um, or yeah, where they have like this thing where you pay like a certain amount every month, like, like you would like for Netflix or something. And it comes with like the, the two cleans you need every year and a couple other like procedure things like getting like an implant and things like that. Um, every year and you just like and it's meant for people who don't have insurance and you just like pay like it was like a reasonable rate to every month for that and you get that and I was like wow that is something that definitely did not exist a couple years like of years back when I was when I didn't have insurance so it's like amazing to see a dentist office offering things like that that make it more accessible for people who don't have insurance to still go and so that's the kind of office that I wanted to go to. And that's why I picked the office that I did. The other office that my therapist recommended was still fine. And they had their own like kind of finance program thing for people who didn't have insurance. They did, they didn't have like a, you know, like a subscription plan sort of thing like this office did. And they still have like trauma informed kind of focus of things, but it's also a more like, you know, when you like look at somebody's website and you can just kind of tell that they're a more like corporate sort of office as opposed to like a small office that's just like, you know, this is like the only office location they have. And it's like this local person. Um, and so I could tell that that other office that my therapist worked for was an office like that. And, and they do have more than one location. This one is this dentist has worked in dentistry in, in this area for like over 20 years. And this is just what he does and it's his own and it's his own office and that's it. Um, and so that's why I picked, that's just something with me that I just like going to like people who run their own business. And I, cause I feel like a lot of the time when it comes to money stuff, at least I feel like when they have a small business and it's like their business that they're more likely to work with you when it comes to like finance stuff. Then if you go to like a more corporate office, it's kind of like a, it's kind of a toss up because sometimes the more corporate offices have more access to like credit cards or like payment plans sort of things because they just have more connections with different banks and credit cards and things like that than a smaller office would because they just make more money and things like that um, and have more employees. But for me, I feel like the smaller offices are much more likely to work with me if I am having a hard time like paying for something or need options to try to figure out how to pay for some procedure that they want me to do than a corporate office that has a bunch of people coming in regardless. So they don't necessarily need you as a patient and um, are and like don't see you quite as much as like an individual as like their own, as like a person, as opposed to just another person that comes in, you know? Um, so that's like how I picked that office. And I feel like that's a really good thing for people to, um, think about or like, just keep in mind. And so, yeah, so basically in October, after I did those initial phone calls, I, I wanted to do it, but I could never find a place that would knock me out. I would look on and off through the months, but really at the end of the middle to end of January, when I started working on my, the big, huge, like memory, that's basically, it's a memory that's basically an amalgamation of all the different times I can remember 
when I went through the sexual abuse my dad put me through. Um, and when I did EMGR for that, when I was getting towards the end, I was realizing, remember, like, during, like, the last visit we had where I was, um, where we, I could tell that we were, like, almost done with it after, like, over two months of work, the, the, one of the thoughts that I had in my head that, like, kept me going when we got to, like, the end and it was the part of it that was, like, the hardest for me to process through was to think, like, you can go to the dentist now. Once you process through this, you'll be able to go to the dentist now because the stuff that triggered you so much about the dentist now won't trigger you anymore if you process through this memory and the emotions from it don't feel like they're right in your face anymore. Um, I don't know if this is how, like, this is true for everybody, but at least for me, when when there's something that is hard for me to do, like something that I've never done before or something that I know scares me in any way, one thing that I tend to do is kind of almost think of like, like what is like the bare minimum that could, that I could get out of this thing that I'm trying to do. And I kind of focus on that as a way to like motivate myself to like do it, to like show up, to do whatever it is that I want to do. So like, for instance, this, um, my dentist appointment. Um, I kept thinking about it and I just kept, and yeah, there is a part of, because I have complex PTSD, of course, what part of having PTSD is that you want to avoid things. And so every, like, I do this all the time where like, I'll like have to take out the garbage and I'll immediately just think, I'll just do that tomorrow. Um, and then I'll stop and I'll be like, or I could just do this right now. <laughs> and, um, and I just like go and like do it before I think about it too much longer. But like my initial instinct, no matter what I'm doing is always that I can just, I'll just do it later. I'll just do it tomorrow. I'll just do it the next day because it, that's just like the PTSD thing, honestly, coming out is that we just want to avoid doing things. And as like, and I think honestly it for, as long as I had PTSD without knowing that I had it, which was for like, you know, 30 years, um, basically, I think at this point that I'm, that it's just like a default where I just immediately go to like putting things off and avoiding them. And so I have to like, I do the initial thing of, oh, I can do that tomorrow. And then I like come back around to it and I'm like, no, what if I just do it right now? Um, and so when it comes to like stuff with like the dentist, one thing that I kept telling myself was like, yeah, I'm scared and I'm going to be scared when I'm there. But even though it's a much more like normal sort of anxiety that, that I think everyone has for, for like a dentist appointment, not in a way where I feel like if I go into that office and I hear people getting their teeth worked on, I feel like I'm about to die or something like I did before. Um, but like, the thing that I kept telling myself was like, you haven't gone in a really long time. This is only going to be an hour and a half of your life and then you'll be done. And I also kept telling myself, like, if you go, your teeth will be cleaner. And that, and even if like the appointment goes terrible and the office isn't like the right fit and you want to switch to somebody else after you go, it, bare minimum is that your teeth will be cleaner than they are right now. And you'll probably feel a lot better. And that was like the motivation that got me to like keep going. Um, 
And so that's like kind of just what I do. Like how I was saying when I was processing my memory, I was thinking like, you're going to be able to go to the dentist after this. Um, And even if like, that's not completely like, it's one of those things that like, if I kept thinking it over and over again, like as I was working on processing that memory, um, I'm going to, I'm going to like be so focused on that being true that it's going, I'm going to, I'm going to believe that that's true and I'm going to be able to do it. Um, in, in that way, like once you've like kind of, once I kind of get like focused on something, I can like make that happen. And if I like keep putting it in my mind of like, if you work on this and you work all the way through it, you'll be able to go to the dentist. And I know you want to do that. Um, then that like not only gets me to like, do the EMDR reprocessing even when it's hard, but it also um, basically is convincing myself that I can go to the dentist once this is over. Um, and that's exactly what I did. I still like procrastinated another like month and a half before calling the office and making an appointment, but I did it. And that's the most important part. Um, but yeah, I, so that's basically what I did. Like, the EMDR stuff was really, really hard, but, and it took, you know, a while, but, um, and it was basically an amalgamation of five years of work, but it is honestly like a fucking miracle that I was, that I was able to go to the dentist and not only go and like do a procedure and all that kind of stuff and have like x-rays shoved into my mouth and then go through a whole like procedure of them removing a bunch of stuff from my mouth or plaque and stuff from my teeth. The fact that I was able to do all of that on no sedation whatsoever, like that they didn't have to give me anything at all for me to go through my appointment. And then I just went through it normally and was okay. That is fucking amazing. That is honestly like a fucking miracle. Like if you ever need proof that EMDR stuff works, that is it. Like when I went to that office at the end of October, that was only like six or seven months ago, something like that. I like when I was like standing outside of the office that we like had like our like consultation thing in and I was like talking to them for a little bit before like walking out when they were asking for like my phone number and stuff. Um, I heard the noise of somebody else like getting just like a cleaning done and I like froze and because freezing is my trauma response. And felt like I was going to be like sick or something and was basically panicking from hearing somebody else get their teeth like cleaned just because of just from like the noise that the machines that they use make. And so like that's how scared I was like seven months ago, six or seven months ago when I went to that office. And so to think that six or seven months ago, there was no like I was panicking just hearing being in the same room or like office as somebody that was getting a cleaning done to me six months later going into the office voluntarily on my own by myself and going through the entire appointment with no sedation needed at all just me as me um that's like amazing (laughs) like emdr is honestly incredible but um Yeah, I think, like, when I got back from the appointment, I felt a lot of shame towards myself because I had to do, like, the extra procedure. But but then I stopped and thought about that. And I was like, dude, like, but I, like, I guess, like, the best thing I can say about anyone who's scared, like I am about going, is that 
the like relief that I felt when I let myself remember, like realize what I did and that I was like proud of myself and also how relieving it was that I like actually did it, um, was so nice. Like, and like, I was so scared that like something would happen to one of my teeth and I would be in a lot of pain and that would force me to go to the dentist. It was so nice to know that even though it took me, you know, a couple months, even after I finished processing that memory back in February to actually call in April and make an appointment for the end of May, it was so nice to know that even though I still procrastinated that, that I was able to get in and have an appointment done and have another follow-up scheduled and get like procedures done and have things start on the, like the process of being fixed without like anything happen, like I was so worried that like some, that I would, that something would happen to one of my teeth where it would be really painful and I would have to go in for an emergency appointment. I was so scared of that. And it was such a huge relief to realize like on the day of the appointment to realize like I fucking made it. Like it's been so long since I've gone. Like I don't even, I honestly don't even know how long it's it was since I last went to the dentist and had like work like that done. Um, it's been a super duper long time and it's amazing. It was like an amazing thing where it was like, it almost felt like getting to like running a marathon and getting to like the end of the race and realizing that I like somehow made it to this point that I somehow got to the end. I somehow didn't, was able to, I somehow was able to go to the dentist and get my teeth worked on without like having something go wrong that forced me to do it that I was able to like pick a day on my own time and go take the day off and go through the whole process not be in pain afterwards like the dental hygienist said that I'm that my that I might like my teeth might be sore afterwards but they really weren't my jaw was a little sore from like having my mouth open like that for like an hour or couple for like an hour and a half but um through like the x-rays and then like the however long the procedure was that we did but um but like that was it and yeah like that feeling of relief you get once you actually like complete that goal is so it's such a huge relief and I I knew that I would feel like this like I knew that if I could just go and do it and prove to myself that I could do it like the dentist is the absolute most terrifying thing for me when it comes to like doctor stuff that I know now, like, I know that makes no sense because the OBGYN is also absolutely terrifying. But when I was at the dentist, I just kept thinking like, I should ask my therapist soon about like about the OBGYN because my therapist also told me that she knows the OBGYN office that could help me. Um, seriously ask your therapist about things like this. Just talk to them about stuff like this. They probably know people that are educated with trauma stuff and would be able to help you. Um, because yeah, it like being in the appointment and seeing me doing it, it just made me want to go and do like that other visit, the OBGYN and just do it, get it over with so that I don't have to worry that there's something wrong anymore. Um, I kind of, I kind of knew that that would happen. Like that's just kind of how my brain works that like I'll be really scared of something and I but I'll like be aware of the fact that I know that if I just like go and do it and I'm able to prove to myself that I can do it that it's almost like me ripping the band-aid off and that after that like 
any other appointment that I make with other doctors afterwards will be easier to do because this is the most terrifying one. And if I could do this one, then the other ones won't be nearly as bad. Um, so yeah, uh, I hope that this stuff was helpful for anyone who lived in fear of the dentist like I did for as long as I did. Um, and yeah, um, my parents, like, both were afraid of the dentist, also super neglectful. I don't know what the fuck to do when it comes to this stuff. I admit that. Um, but I also know that me going to these appointments are going to be, honestly, the best way that I can look at this stuff is that us making our appointments on our own and going to the dentist and trying to take care of our teeth the best that we possibly can even though we're terrified to go and we're really scared and we're scared that it might, um, that we might have like a flashback of sorts or, you know, have intrusive memories of things that are triggered by the stuff that's happening. That's we're doing already. We're doing way more than our parents ever did for us. Like our, my parents just had to take me to the fucking doctor and they couldn't even fucking do that. <laughs> And so we're already like succeeding way past what our parents ever did. At least I definitely did pass what my parents ever did from doing this on my own and following through with it. They never, I don't even know um, the last time, I don't even know if my mom goes to the dentist or if she ever did when I still talk to her. Um, my dad definitely didn't. And so um, just doing this process and looking into it you're already succeeding and you're already better than your parents. So maybe keep that in mind too. <laughs> <laughs>